Welcome to the Lindsay and Tony podcast, where we talk about spirituality, business, and life experiences. In this podcast, we're bringing our private conversations to you. We believe that it's through discussion, action, and reflection that true change occurs. Welcome to episode 171, Why Psychic Mediums and Empaths Burnout. Now, before I get into this episode, I want to remind you the doors to my mediumship membership, Mediumship Mastery Circle, are closing soon. So if you want to get in on that, if you're a medium, go to lindsaymarino.com and you can get more information there. Now, in this episode, we talk about stories, we talk about all the ways that it's very easy to get burnt out. So we're excited for you to hear the show. Hi guys, welcome back. We are so happy that you are here. We have a lot to cover today and we can't wait for you to hear all about why psychic mediums and empaths burn out. Yes, after working with psychic mediums and empaths over and over and over again, you and I, right, we both have discovered patterns. We've seen similar patterns pop up over and over and over again to where it's easy to recognize at this point. Yeah, and at this point, it's almost like if we don't talk about it, it's going to stifle your growth if you are a psychic medium in impasse. So we wanna share some things that we've noticed through stories and also through our conversations with each other. And hopefully you can benefit from some or all of the information that we have in here. Yeah, definitely, because that that's the number one thing in your life. If you could spot out different patterns no matter what it is, patterns in your health, patterns in your mindset, patterns in your relationships, then you could you could realize, whoa, okay, so this end result started with this kind of pattern at the beginning, and then it went to this in the middle, and then it went to this in the end. So that's why it's so important to recognize all the patterns that's in your life. So think about that in your life. Think about what are the patterns that keep showing up over and over and over again, And who is the common denominator in these patterns? Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to go back to our childhood and blame it on the stories that we've kind of held in our unconscious mind about those stories. That plays a role in your journey because everything is linked to the past. And we can get focused on those stories and not tweak them and change them. But once we recognize the pattern, like you shared, everything shifts. Yeah, and that's the thing. You're absolutely right. It, It... most 90 some percent i would i believe that our patterns that are showing up now they are tied to our childhood yeah. and it's so valuable to go back there and to become aware of how they how they're created why they were created mm-hmm. well like you were saying so many people will get stuck there and then they start to play the victim role to where it's like oh this is why this is yeah. happening because it's like no it's go there and that is part of the reason why it's happening but now you're an adult now you're older now you're so aware that you watch podcasts <laughs> on how to become more aware so now's the time Reading to actually books. make the changes right yeah. like figure out like this is the pattern this is what the opposite is for me and this is what i'm going to focus on and i'm going to figure out the habits the mentors, the resources, anything that I need to get my progress in that direction. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So I feel like the first one, this is the biggest one, right? Mm-hmm. You can read that one. <laughs> yes. The first one of why psychic mediums and impasse, while we notice that they burn out is because they don't have a support system, meaning they don't, they're not surrounded by other psychic mediums and impasse. That's one. And then another thing is, it's with their significant other and the, the people they keep in their inner circle. Um, maybe 
people in their inner circle is not supporting them in the way that they need and that is part of the problem yeah. too and we should have a conversation about this because i feel like this is so important to kind of go deeper with that with the support system because i know personally like when i've seen people come in like even my mediumship membership i remember there were moments where people would they weren't sure they were kind of thinking like, should I do it now or should I wait? Like I've already taken classes, I've done all of that, all of the development. But one of the things that they felt like they were missing was to feel like they weren't alone. Like when they were wanting to celebrate or ask a question, they didn't know who to go to because they were past the mentorship. And I'm thinking of one um, person in particular, and there's many people like her, where when she came in, she said like, everything looks good on the outside, you know, like I, I'm successful, I, I'm doing my readings, uh, I'm having success, but inside I feel really alone. And she didn't know where to turn. And once she saw the information of like, okay, there's a, a network of people, she said, okay, I'm gonna take that jump and do it. And she's like, everything's transformed because I know that even the simple things that I'm going through with readings make me feel like, okay, I'm not the only one that has experienced this. And I feel comfortable sharing about myself because other people are celebrating me too. That's a huge thing. Like with emotional health, you need to be able to share both positive and those negative experiences too. And then that propels you to that next level. So. Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. Just being heard and having a space to be able to say what you're going through, one, and then two, realizing, like you said, that people in this space, because here's the thing, if you're a psychic medium, if you're a healer, if you're something along those lines, most people in the world are not going to understand you. So when you start to join these, like your mediumship mastery circle, or like uh, UPW, what we did yeah. over the weekend, Tony Robbins event, Unleash Your Power Within. We were surrounded by other like-minded people who most of them were entrepreneurs. Most of them, when they shared their struggles and pains, I was like, oh my God, I feel that same way. And not only that, Tony Robbins is leading the event and he's giving us all these skills and all these different breakthrough tools. The same thing that you do for your psychic mediums and your mediumship mastery circle. You're giving them all yeah. the different tools. You're sharing all the different struggles and pains and patterns that are showing up over and over in people's lives. And you're not only sharing it, you're helping them break through so they can go to the next level of their life. Yeah. How valuable is that? Right, and it reminds me of even being in college too, you know, I, at first I didn't want to join a sorority. Like, I'm like, I'm not a sorority girl. Like, I, I had this vision of what I thought it was supposed to be. But I joined Delta Gamma. Like, a, a friend of mine, actually, we met, we were on the same floor. It's my friend Kathy who passed now. Um, and she's like, come on, let's just do it. Let's just rush and, and do the whole rush process where you meet people. I'm like, well, I'll do that, but I'm not going to join. And I got hooked in and it was the community that hooked me in the feeling of togetherness. I was brand new at University of Tampa, didn't know anyone other than the people on my floor. And I felt this sense of support and love and felt like other people were going through the same things that we were, you know, just getting into college. Some of the people that were pledging with me and then the people that had already done it were supportive and they had different things in their like community service. They had social events, self-development, came into play just being together. And it reminds me of that, the power of that community, how my experience at college would have been 
totally different. Would I have a good experience? Yeah, I would have. But the community with it made it something that was irreplaceable for me. Like that experience, it didn't matter how much I paid, you know, for the dues, you have to pay for sorority dues. For me, the friendships that I gained and the experience and the connection still to this day were powerful. Like even, you know, I still have the friends. One of my friends just, you know, it, Newsy, she just came from Miami and and I wouldn't have met Newsy if she wasn't in DG either. Right, and I've watched it over and over pay off in emotional and connections and all kinds of different ways for you over the years. Like you said, you're still connected with these people. See, yeah. I was on the opposite of the spectrum and maybe some other people feel like this too to where when I was in college, I'm like, I'm not like, kind of like what you were saying yeah. a little bit, I'm not going into these corny sororities or uh, frats. Like I'm not doing that. I had this idea of what I thought it was. Me too. Like how many times do we stop ourselves like going back to the UPW event, right. how so many people have this snapshot image of what they think Tony Robbins is. He's just a motivator. Rob, 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 he's going to... And you have like, to dance corny. You got to and... dance. It's all this stuff. Like, it's way deeper than that. It's the exact opposite. It's just like you join the sorority. Like, you don't know. So it's like, think about the things that you're judging right now. And you think that, oh, I don't need that because it's this way. Well, do you really know it's that way? Can you really know that that's true? Have you experienced it? Or did you just talk to a couple of people that had negative experiences because you attract that into your life because you already had that belief? So we gotta think about this. We gotta really get outside of our comfort zones, get outside the mind because I noticed that a lot of times the mind will tell us a lot of different things. Like people joining your mediumship mastery circle, they might think, I already know all this stuff. Right. I already know how to do that. Well, guess what? LeBron James knows how to play basketball still, but he still does all of the basics every single day. He's still surrounded by coaches and mentors every single day because he knows the top professionals, the people at the top, they all know that the way that you do that, the way you continue to stay at the top and to level up is to keep going over the basics over and over and over again, one. And two, surrounding yourself by mentors and coaches who can help support that space and give you energy and give you tweaks and give you the tools that you actually need mm -hmm. to keep on leveling up. It's true, and, and I think it goes back to when you're searching for support, look to your mentors to figure out what did they do to get to the space like what what did they what were the resources that they used and that's really important it's like any other group it doesn't matter if you're a, you know people listening most likely you're an empathic um, entrepreneur or you're a psychic medium most likely if not if you're in another job if you're a teacher maybe you join a teacher's um, union if you feel like that's like a if it pumps you up, like if it gives you value in that way, or there's other teacher groups that you can join so that you have a support. So there's so many different pieces to this, but any job that you are, have, any purpose in your life, you need some sort of supportive group that's connected to what you're doing so that you are not staying at a plateau because this is exactly what it's gonna look like. You're gonna be right here, you're gonna get resistance, you're gonna have these highs and then you're gonna have these lows. And what happens is with the highs, it will feel lonely when you're on a high. You know, you might have the, the, the best event of, of your life, but you're like, who's around me to support Who me? Who can or I to share it? that with Who without them I judging celebrate me? With, yeah. You know, so you do need people that get it. So that's a, that's a huge one. Now. So let's just go to number two. So number two of why psychic mediums 
and empaths burn out. And remember, we're not just making these up. These are patterns that from us being in the trenches, working with people over and over and over, just like you, we see these patterns. We see them show up in our own lives. Like these are things that are reality. This is what we see happening over and over. So number two of why psychic mediums and empaths burn out is because they're trying to help everybody. They're addicted to that helper's high. Yeah. And that's a very strong statement right there. And it's really true, especially when you're first starting out with um, mediumship. I've noticed I remember going out to bars with friends and I'm sure they were not happy that this was happening. But someone would say, oh, what do you do for work or, or what do you do? Or we got started talking and I would be really wanting to practice my skills. So they would say, oh, can I have a reading? And I would do it. Okay, so I was wanting that feeling of confirmation that I was doing what I was doing and I was doing it correctly and I was doing it well. So I would seek out or end up attracting people to come to me to give them messages and I felt good. I realize now later as a mentor and going through the readings after that first year that that's not something that I would recommend because I was searching for it in a way that would confirm things. It's better to set it up in a different way, my opinion on this. Because um, how I was going about it, it was like, okay, let me practice, but this might not be the right setting for it. Right, you know? it was more like the energy you were doing it with right. and the intention, because there's nothing wrong with, right, if you're in the moment and you feel like giving someone a reading, that could happen if the energy's there. But if I you think what you're trying to say is, yeah, with the permission, is it's gotta be from a healthy space. Exactly. It can't like be if, from a space of I need this, I need I need it, to help you, I need to get you the results, I'm attached to it. Exactly. And I and I wanted to get them the results and them to experience the healing that I got from from going through deep grief. But I also wanted the confirmation that I was correct because I was practicing yeah. and that wasn't a good space to be in. So I understand the difference. But with the helpers high, like you mentioned, when you're so busy giving to other people and you're obsessed with helping, there's a lot of times that there's other things that can come up. One of the things that can happen when you're helping, 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 you really forget about receiving and it starts to feel really uncomfortable because that's something that happened to me over the years too. Yeah, and this is the thing. It's, it's the energy you're doing it with. So if you feel like you're obligated to help this person and this person and this person and then also you're feeling attached like I'm trying to get these results for this person and if I don't get them then I let myself down if I don't get them I'm letting them down and that's an unhealthy place to be what I realize after coaching people over and over and over again I have to be less attached to the results than they are. Yeah. I'm here to serve them to do my best to do everything I can to give them to bring my presence to give them any tools that they need, but then it's up to them. You can't control other people. It's not your job to go save other people. And I think it's something really valuable to understand because as empaths, right, we all feel other people's emotions. We could feel when they're sad, we could feel when they're happy. And of course, when we feel when people are low, we feel they're sad, we, of course, we wish we could turn their life around. Of course, we wish we could just give them a book mm -hmm. or a video. And sometimes that may be all they need. Most of the time, it's not. Most of the time... Those are the... Wow, that was powerful. I know. 
just so you know, they're practicing for, what is that For called? the air show. The yeah. air show. We can hear them go by. We usually can see them over our house when they yes. practice. I thought I just saw them in the reflection in the window at the corner of my eye, too. You possibly could have. Um, but it's one of those things. It's like, I, I used to do it all the time. I used to, I heard about the law of attraction and I was like going around trying to help everybody. That's like, what I was just like. Right whenever, too. right whenever I heard about it, I was thinking of all the people that needed it. I was like, this person needs it. This person <laughs> needs it. They need it. They really, really need it. And then I was going out and I was like, I'm gonna go give it to them. No, and, that's how I felt. Too, and it helped. Like it helped. It helped a lot of people. It created a big wave. I'm not saying don't go out there and be on fire, but just be aware. Whenever you're coming from, it's all that space that you're coming from. Is this a healthy space? Or is this an unhealthy space? Like make it black or white when it comes to this. So that way you have that distinction. Is this a hell yes or is this a hell no? If it's a hell no, don't do it. I realize over time, sometimes it's better just to give people space to back up and they could just watch you through experience or, or, you know, or through observation and watching you apply it in your life. Or maybe they're just not ready for it right now. Yeah. And, and that's they the may thing. reach out to you and say like, what, what's been going on lately? What's been happening with you? What have you been up to? And the conversation opens up and then they say, oh, I want to learn more about that. And that's the space to, to be able to share. Right. So it's not saying like not to help people, right? We're not saying not to help people at all. What are we saying, Lindsay? It's more connected to knowing the balance between helping and being of service rather than pushing things down people's throats and not helping yourself in the process. Because you could be so focus on the external world that it could literally take away from your own growth too if you are not in balance in that way yes and, in, and going back to with what you said too you brought up an excellent point to where this is why this becomes a bad habit as well is because when we're so focused on helping other people all the time to a fault we forget ourselves all right i realized too a lot of times it's because people they want to avoid their own problems. Yeah. And I found that most people that are like this, that are psychic mediums, empaths, the people that are serving and healing the world, they, it's harder for them to receive help, right? Even I'm speaking for myself too. It's been, I get resistance when I'm like, no, I got this on my own. I don't need any help. And it's like, what I realize is the more that we could open up and receive help for ourselves, it starts to balance this whole energy out. And then what you realize is too, the more balanced you become with this, the more powerful you are in helping people what you wanted to do in the first place. Yeah, totally. That's totally true. So let's go to number three. Number three is why psychic mediums and empaths, why they end up burning out, why we've burnt out over the years at different points is because we forget that we're human. Mm -hmm. We forget to have fun. We forget that it's okay to make, uh, you know, faults or to have faults. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay not to be perfect. It's okay, like it reminds me when we were teaching, like we, you think you have to be a certain way. No, like what I realized is the more you embrace that part of yourself, the more you embrace the human side of yourself, the more your clients love you anyways. When I'm on my coaching calls, it's all open. We're sharing everything mm -hmm. on there. The most vulnerable, the most painful things. And I get connected to these people quickly mm -hmm. in a one hour call. I feel like I've known them my entire life. Why is that? It's because you're opening up. You're, there's nothing to hide. And it feels so freeing because the opposite of that is, oh, I gotta hide this away because I gotta show them, like, I, I understand this and I know how to do this. And I, well, 
just because you have problems, just because you're human, it doesn't mean that you're not an expert at what you do. It means that you're human, and that's what number three is about. Is yeah. It's okay to be human. Yeah, and the other, the flip side of it, when you're human and your calls and you're you're talking with like clients or your students or whatever, that's one thing too. And then the other side of it is actually leaving the space of work and kind of shutting down. Like, of course, we're integrating our work into our life. Like when we're traveling, we're integrating it in. We might see clients, we might do masterminds or workshops wherever we go. So we're integrating it, but we're also mixing it up with fun, like you just said. And I think a lot of the times, um, because of the work that we do, it's very common for people to come to us on our time off. You know, I'm putting quotes and, and um, maybe ask for a reading or ask for a session. And it's just like a hairdresser. Like when you're out at a party, you don't wanna be cutting someone's hair if you're a hairdresser and you're working throughout the week. You just wanna turn off and you want to be that human that you are because it's gonna give you more experiences for when you do work with clients. And I know a lot of our work when we're sharing things and teaching, we're using stories. And we just had a conversation about this the other day. How many stories that we've had just by our experiences of traveling or or just living our human life that we can bring to our clients that could benefit them too. So it's like you have to have that balance of living your human life and also working because if not, you literally will burn out and you will feel like, am I meant to do this? Because you're off balance. Yeah, that's very true. It's like, well, like if you look at our whole year, we've been doing the same kind of pattern for many years now to where yeah. it's like from January till, till April, we're, we're locked in, we're here in Tampa mostly. We might do a retreat for a weekend or go away for another weekend, but most of the time we're here we're moving a lot of energy, we're creating a lot of new things. And then when it comes to like May, June, we start to get in, I would say, more human mode to where yeah. we're like, all right, let's go have fun on this planet Earth. Like, let's go travel yeah. and see new cities and um, see family and have all these new experiences. And I realized like from January to April, there's times to where I start to feel that energy of getting towards burnout. I don't feel like we get there anymore because we, we we're aware of it. And it's like, I think it's being like, like if your car is going on E and the gas is like, like, you're aware that you have to go put more gas in. I start to become aware when my energy starts to go down and I'm like, I need this road trip. And I know we've said so many times, yeah. Lindsay, after our, what is it? Like three month long road trips in the mm -hmm. summer, we're like, that felt like 10 years of fun growth and I feel like a new person and I'm ready to go. And yeah. of course, we still do our, our coaching calls and mediumship calls and sometimes mastermind calls. We still work a little bit, but it's a different type of energy that we allow ourselves to experience because we, I think it's because we realize this, right? We need this to fill our soul. We yeah. do careers that are way different than the average person. We're working a lot with our mind and energy and that could electrocute you, yeah, you if need you don't to pay attention to that. Totally, and it reminds me of even during the week too. This is something that, that I'm gonna share with you guys also because sometimes we'll get working with our masterminders every year, actually not sometimes, every year. And the big focus of course is around business, but the business piece is integrated with your lifestyle. If you're successful in your business, it doesn't matter if you're not living your life. So that's a big thing. And Throughout the year, like Tony mentioned, we do travel a lot during the summertime, which if you've been connected with us, you know 
um, from pictures or vlogs over the years or Insta stories, Facebook stories that we, we are doing a lot of road trips. But the one thing that we do during the week that some people might not see is we leave our house we, we go to coffee shops, we go to the beach during the week. We don't wait till the weekend to do things. Like sometimes we will literally leave and bring our stuff outside. Like we don't stay in one spot. We have consistency with certain things, but I think variety is really important for us where we just have this feeling. Like the other day I'm like, I need to go to the beach or I wanna go to Ybor you know, that's a part in Tampa and just sit down there and we did that yesterday. So we always change it up. Now, if you have your own business, sometimes you can forget because you get stuck in what society has done over the years that you have to work eight hours. And that's where the human piece kind of gets knocked out because you're like a workhorse and you're not living your life. And that's where burnout happens. And that's where the confusion comes in thinking, is this my purpose? Am I supposed to do this? So if you feel like you're juggling three jobs just to do your business, you definitely need to recalibrate what's happening and it's not adding more hours into it. It's actually adding your human life mixed with the spiritual work so that they go together because if not, you don't have a business that most likely you won't like it because you're going to be burnt out. Right. It's, and it comes through experimentation, right? Like one of the things going with what you said, what I love to do to break things up, I'll throw my work in my book bag. Yes, you always I'll do go that. on Bay Shore, I'll look at dolphins in the water while I'm working out, I'll work out and then I'll go get some work done outside somewhere. I might go to an outside coffee shop, mm -hmm. I bring deodorant with me so I don't <laughs> smell. And that's just what I like to do, right? It's It helps to break up and move the energy and I get all these ideas. And there's a million other things that we do in between like, between January and April, we're not like Lindsay said, we're not just staying in our house or staying in our office working. We're still taking advantage of the Tampa Bay area of Florida of different, different parts. And I think it's so important to ask yourself, like, what does an extraordinary life look for you? Yeah. What does the ideal day look for you? That ideal week? Do you like variety? Like we do, we like to switch it up. We have all kinds of different ways and combinations that will switch these things up. What's going to work for you? And I think it's so valuable to, to jot that down in a notebook, like start writing down all these ideas and then don't stop there. Then go yeah. through the ideas over the next six months and put this one in, put this one in, put this one in. You're trying to figure out the combination to unlock your heart, to unlock your soul. And whenever you figure out that combination, you know, we don't know for you. Yes. We can help guide you. There. That's what we do with our masterminders and coaching. But that's the thing. Everyone's what I realize is, is different. everybody's different. Their personalities are different. What they want is way different. And the only way you're going to know is through trying these different things out. Exactly. And the, the reason why we share so many stories with you is to get you thinking and, and have it trigger something inside of you like, oh, I would never want that life or, oh, I would love that life. Or now this is giving me an idea that I want to do this with my life. It's not to say you have to do it as we're doing it. But really, these conversations are so important because so many people are stuck in the routine and getting burnt out when you're living here on earth and you're alive, you're breathing, you are breathing, living. But so many of us are walking around dead, but we're alive, if you know what I mean. So it's time to rise up, get very clear on what it is that you want, get rid of the burnout. And in order to do that, you have to come back to the awareness like we talked at the very beginning of this episode 
And we wanna hear from you. What things have you implemented in your day where you know it's helped you so that you don't experience the, the burnout? Or what are things that you want to implement in your day when it comes to working and having that balance of living your life also? Yeah, and then just to add another piece too, this is the negative piece which is valuable to look at. Look at the times that you do get burnt out and then retrace the patterns that happen right before that burnout yes. happens. Oh, I love that. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you liked it, leave a five-star review on iTunes. And remember, subscribe to our YouTube channel too. If you can think of anyone else that would love this episode, share it with them right now on social media or email. And remember, getting results is a process of learning, applying, and reflecting. Stay consistent and continue to grow every day.